Block Radio. Welcome to Say It Loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud. I'm your host, Wanda Williams. I have a wonderful guest today, Dr. Shirley Butler. She will chime in on this important topic and um, and talk about herself, too. She's a wonderful lady. She tells a wonderful story. Uh, We're going to hear a little music, and uh, then we're going to get right to the topic. We'll be right back. everybody doing? Great. Great. I have uh, Dr. Shirley. I also have another caller. Caller? Yes. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Yeah. You, are you just listening or you like to chime in on the on the topic? Well, at this point, I'm just listening. Okay, cool. Whatever you decide to jump in, just jump right on in. Uh, today, our topic is why is it hard to prove rape in a court of law? I'm going to start with you, Dr. Shirley. What do you think? Why is it so hard? I mean, uh, it, it's hard to prove because I think I'm going to just give my little thought here because um, uh, we're not to be believed. And I don't know why something so personal that has happened to somebody uh, would not be believed. And then on the other hand, some people say that, um, well, she may not be telling the truth. She's just trying to get back at the guy, you know. So women don't want to come forward. What? How do you feel about that, Doctor Shirley? Well, there are a lot of factors uh, that play in. First of all, you need we need to commend uh, to praise uh, the woman for just coming forth publicly and stating that such a a, a tragic thing had occurred to her. Um, or him, for that matter. But um, we, one thing we can't overlook is uh, money plays a great, uh, huge factor in this, a huge factor. And if a person is, is wealthy, regardless of what type of crime they may have committed, it's easy for them to uh, get that whole case dismissed. Um, so and, and that's I'm one of my first here. thoughts that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm gonna jump in and the money thing because if they have a really good lawyer, and mm-hmm. she's basically, I think, mentally raped by just going on the stand and having to tell mm-hmm. a story, and then they kind of tear that story apart and say, okay, mm-hmm. uh, it was consensual. Uh, mm-hmm. You went out on a date with him, and uh, it was consensual, and then you know you feel totally humiliated, and then it affects your life, all mm-hmm. all your life. Or on the other hand, mm-hmm. if this happens to you and you don't say anything, it also can affect you for the rest of your life, fearing fearing that person may come back. You're fearful mm-hmm. of having relationships. And now what are your thoughts on that? Well, definitely it's a big fear factor. 
And like again, like I said, we really need to commend uh, of a woman or praise the woman for just even coming forth, or the man for coming forth to admit such a tragic thing happens to, has happened to him. Um, and then again, like uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, it's the money. If a person is wealthy, they can get off with get the to- the case totally dismissed. We in the United States, um, as far as men are concerned. Uh, men, unfortunately, are the the largest group of people who make the laws and enforce the laws. That does not mean that when they come at the table that they don't bring their own biases. We may say that in the third world countries or whatever that uh, women are stoned for such such cases or they're murdered, which is, uh, has happened and we do know that, and here we are uh, in the year 2017, and that's still occurring. But here in the United States, we still might be stoned uh, in another in another way, and that Mentally. is that we're still Mentally. at the mercy of the court when we when we uh, do stand up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're so right. And then, if there are women on the jury, some women, not all, may feel that it was her fault. Um, she shouldn't have mm-hmm. wore that dress. Um, mm-hmm. She shouldn't mm-hmm. have walked that way. She shouldn't mm-hmm. have invited him in to her apartment. Um, mm-hmm. Always what she shouldn't have done. But As the real to reality is, is that a rape, I don't like that word. If you just said, he made me have sex against my will instead of calling it rape, I think he would. And I said no, and he went on ahead and forcefully took it. I think maybe we could we could understand that more than that word rape just kind of puts your hair on, on in the back of your neck just stands up when you hear that word of a woman or a man um, rape that word instead of saying I had sex against my will I said no and he went on ahead or or that person went on ahead and and did it anyway and then they mm-hmm. left you know mm-hmm. so you feel so you know and I know that. So many women can can raise their hand and said, "Has that happened to you? Have you had sex against your will?" And how many hands do you think will come up, Doctor? Hmm. Um, probably not too many. Because I mean, first that of all, has been assaulted or have had sex against their will. That's what I mean. How many hands? Yeah, do you think yeah. Will go well, up? Um, yeah. I'm, 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 that's what I'm thinking. You know that even in that case, how many women would want to publicly admit that? Exactly. Well, yeah. So you still, exactly. you yeah, you still go with that shame. That's the first thing that that you may think. And I'm not just speaking, just barely speaking. You know, when I was in my teens, I was uh, 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 assaulted too. Notice I didn't use the word rape because it's still kind of hard exactly. to say. Exactly. But still, you know, not too many women would even admit that they had been. Uh, or raped, or uh, someone had uh, forced forced themselves upon them. How many how many wives would stand up and say, you know? So we still have that stigma. We still have that fear unknown. What may happen? How 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 the public are going to react to us? That's when you go to court. That's that's usually all on the on the newspaper. Um, and mm-hmm. with, your, with, with, a, with a photo of you, how embarrassing is that? Mm-hmm. Whether you win or you don't win, you still lose. 
Mm-hmm. You still lose mm-hmm. because because of what you had to go through in court to prove that the person had done it. Um, not too yes. long ago, and it's probably last week, there was uh, a serial rapist in um, in Milwaukee, and uh, they were talking about that he uh, had um, um, attacked various women, and uh, I think mm-hmm. uh, one woman uh, was um, uh, very old. And um, when it's a serial so-called rapist, it seems like you have a better chance of proving it and um, him going to jail for it because he's a serial. He raped somebody on this side of town. He raped somebody on that side of town. He climbed through my window on this side of town. It's more likely that that person would be convicted and and there to be believed, of course, that he did this. He just went around raping women. Did you hear about that story? That was about last Mm -hmm. week. Yes, yes, yes. I had I I had heard about the story, and that's a a story that this seems not to go away because it seems like every mm-hmm. three years or so we have that occurring here in the city. Um, mm-hmm. And again, and I'm just thinking about, you know, when you do go to court, and let's just say you win your case, do you really win? You may win. You may have won in court. And what I'm what I'm what I'm saying here is that the emotional drama that you go through, the humiliation that you go through, it just affects your whole being, and it takes a lifetime, if not that, to get over this. So I'm just going back to why is it so difficult to prove? Well. Today, you know, other than the other factor that I gave about the, the, uh, men still walk in the court with, with their biased ideas, um, one thing that we do have going for ourselves, as opposed to in the 70s, is that we do have the DNA. Mm-hmm. So we can prove if a person had uh, 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 raped someone or not. Or the act But it is difficult. It is still difficult. Uh-huh. It is still difficult to prove even with facts. It is still difficult because you still have you still have the the, the district attorneys, you still have the judges, and majority of them are males and they still walk in with this with the attitude of what did she do? Exactly. She must have done something. Exactly, exactly. It was uh, Jean's day uh, about a month ago or so and um it was in um, supporting the other uh, woman that I think it was over in Europe who was supposedly raped because her jeans were too tight, and he said that's why he did what he did. Her and jeans he got off. what? They had a jeans day where they were hanging up blue jeans all over the city. Oh, oh. And where you're mm-hmm. about a month ago, I think it was. And it's, it, mm-hmm. it was supporting a young lady who had been uh, raped in Europe and the excuse mm-hmm. the gentleman used was his her jeans were too tight, and that's why mm-hmm. this happened to her. And he got off mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that excuse. So it was jeans day. A man could say, I don't understand why we're always blamed for this, and I think a lot of it has to do with it. And I'm not I'm not a biblical person or uh, you know um, into all that, but in the Bible. Women have always been the Jezebel or the we entice men and we make mm-hmm. men do all these things and 
and and mm-hmm. uh, when something bad happens to what to us like um, a rape, we are blamed mm-hmm. for it because we you know she she mm-hmm. had to have done something to make him do this, and mm-hmm. I'm concerned about the young ladies in college where they're very naive. The gentleman says, oh, let's go to this party. You may have too much to drink. You uh, go home with him. I'll take you home, and I'll make sure you get there all right. And then something happens to them, and uh, they wake up, and they they know they have been raped or something horrible has happened to them, and they have to face face um, this person at school, seeing that person. Mm-hmm. And the thing that kills me is that he acts as if nothing has ever happened. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You mm-hmm. got, you, mm-hmm. uh, we just had that. Well, that was just sex. We just had sex, right? Mm-hmm. And to her, she mm-hmm. felt violated and um, uh, ashamed and um, needed to tell somebody. And some of them do go to the police, and some of them don't. But I think some men mm-hmm. just don't understand that what uh, they say no doesn't mean no. No means yes. No means no. No, I don't. Or, or I don't want to be intoxicated while I'm having sex. I don't want to. Uh, be drugged while I'm having sex, and and um, it's just it's just why is the woman not to be believed? And I don't want to get on the the, the current case right now that's going on with that, mm-hmm. but um, it is just it is just so hard. We just already come in like we come in with guilty written on our face, and we have to mm-hmm. prove that this person did it. And I, I just and don't I think I think I, I think. I think a lot of somebody, that has to do again. Pardon me. Did I hear somebody coming in? Yeah. Can you hear me? Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and I just want to touch on the issue. Um, and I believe what you're referring to about current events taking place that you don't want to discuss is probably the Bill Cosby case. However, Why? when when we look at issues of rape. The central question, as in Bill's case, is consent. Exactly. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you a male's perspective, and, and it's okay, an old-fashioned, and you kind of alluded to it when you said women say no, and men take that as meaning yes. Okay? Now, my position is this. Anytime a man, married or single, has intercourse with a woman, he places himself in a position to where he can be vulnerable. For instance, ex-girlfriend, trying to get back together, have sex, then says, because the guy says, no, I don't want to get back with you, she says, why did you rape me? Now, the act was consensual at the time, Right? Right. But later, but later, she says, "Why did you rape me?" Now that's the ultimate fear for any man to hear a woman mm-hmm. say that to him because he's looking at the penitentiary, right? And so it mm-hmm. generally gets down to it generally gets down to how can I prove that she consented, or how does she prove that she said no and meant no, and he pursued beyond that point. Okay. Because okay. rape because rape generally involves just two people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's right. kind of a secluded or private act. It gets to be difficult 
for the woman to prove that she did not give consent. You got to remember, wow, the woman is the prosecutor. The woman is the prosecutor. The prosecution has the burden of proof, right? Right. And so once she once she alleges rape, she now has the responsibility to prove that the intercourse. First of all, that intercourse took place. Now that's where your DNA comes in and says, "Yep, intercourse took place." Okay. Now the real question is. Was consent given or was consent denied? Most cases like that, you're not going to have a witness. And mm. When people go to sleep together, they generally don't sleep in front of other people. Uh, right. Rapists definitely, rapists definitely don't rape in front of other people. So if, excuse me, if women feel an unjust burden because they have to prove that they did not give consent. Well, unfortunately, that comes with prosecution. If you're going to prosecute someone, you have the responsibility, the legal responsibility of proving your case. The guy does not have to prove that he's innocent. You have to prove that you did not give consent, and that's extremely difficult because now you're into an issue of credibility. And when a person says... Well, a person says, well, that's my ex. We have sex all the time. We do booty calls all the time. Mm-hmm. Just because you said that's your ex, people are assuming at that point that, wait a minute, maybe this was consensual. She has the obligation to prove it was not consensual, and that's extremely difficult. So I just wanted to say that. You're right. Absolutely, it is extremely uh, difficult to prove because it, it, no one is there, and I think sometimes it it is used um, against men. And I'm not, and I, I'm glad to hear a, a man's point of view because sometimes we don't really hear a man's point of view. We, we just we just we just don't hear it very often. So I want to I want to inject some to you that um, when a woman goes to the DA. The DA doesn't always want to prosecute these cases, and you know why, right? No, I'm not sure why, but tell me. Because there's not enough evidence. Mm-hmm. There's not enough evidence. I'm sure when women do go to the DA, and and it's true because I've been, I've been involved in that, um, he'll either say, I'm going to prosecute this guy or I'm not, or um, that's your ex-boyfriend, he came by, um, um, you had sex, um, okay, prove, prove it was, prove that he did right. this and, right. you know, prove it. So in your case, right. did that happen to you with did the story you to just me? told? <laughs> no. Huh? It, 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 it hasn't happened to me. I'm, I'm simply saying. Oh, that. oh, I see. You're using from, an example. From, from a, right. From a larger yeah. standpoint, any time right. that a man has intercourse with a woman, the woman, even though maybe consenting at the time, always mm-hmm. has the the option of later on saying, no, you raped me. I didn't consent to that. And wow. people don't well, really think about it. People don't really think about it until the allegation is made, and then that's a man's ultimate fear, Right. Well, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman right now that's being prosecuted, a male, 
who supposedly is suspected of raping men. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't know how that's going to go down because I don't know if 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 the men are going to be treated like the women normally are. Um, well, the time, the day, how it happened. That's going to be tough. Well, that's going to be a tough. Here's, here, here's the situation, and determines how difficult it is to prove the case. If the woman's allegation is that this guy had sex with me without my consent, right? Then they go to the guy, and if the guy says we never had sex, mm-hmm. then DNA will resolve it in her favor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if, as in Cosby's case, he says, we did have sex, that nullified the DNA because it's mutually agreed they did have sex, right? Mm -hmm. And now she has the burden of proof. So depending on the situation, the male response dictates how much weight she has to carry in terms of proving that this was non-consensual. I'm going to say something, and I'm going to let Dr. Doctor say something about that. You know, what? in that case, I'm not blaming anybody, but it's been so long, my goodness. Um, I know it was hard to prosecute him because of who he is or who, you know, he's a famous guy, but still, I mean – this has been a long time to try to prosecute mm-hmm. somebody for something that happened years mm-hmm. ago. What do you think, mm-hmm. Doctor? I, I certainly agree with you. Um, for I would hope that maybe coming out of this case that there may be laws set aside for how long you can. You know, uh, what I'm saying is that if you have been raped, you have a, you have a window to to uh, uh, bring charges against that person. Because, again, I'm totally agreeing with you, Wanda. My goodness, it's been so long. How could a person go that long, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, without telling someone? I have a lot of doubt when it, when it comes to that case. I really do. I How do you really feel do. about that, sir? How do you feel about that? Do you have a lot well, of doubt? I, I, I'm, I'm just listening because I, I, there, there are actually two sides. There's the male side and then there's the female mm-hmm. side. I want to hear it. What's the male so, side? So, well, let me talk about the female <laughs> side for a second. Okay, okay, go ahead. If, say, in the case of, of the person we're talking about, hypothetically, right, mm-hmm. there is a statute of limitation in terms of reporting the crime. Now, women have, as a result of rapes, suppressed memories at times. They don't want to remember, right? And so it's not part of their conscious awareness, but rather the subconscious awareness, all right? So mm-hmm. the, you have a statute of limitation that says, after this point, you cannot report it, okay? But it doesn't gotcha. mean that you aren't still traumatized. These women, if what they said were true, it actually took place, irrespective of the time statute of limitation. That's true. These women, these women still are suffering mm-hmm. as a result of mm-hmm. what took place. Now, if society mm-hmm. believes you or society doesn't believe you, I'm sure it makes it worse for a woman if, if you're not believed and you know that's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know one of the victims, 
I know one of the victims said, you know, I'm still going through that, that experience, but I can't prosecute because of the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that, so, I got you. I, I, you know, if he gets punished or not, I'm still suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? And I probably need therapy as a result of the trauma that I went through. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of how I look at statute of limitations. If a guy gets past that point, he can't be prosecuted, but the victim is still suffering. And probably even more so because now when she develops the courage to come forth and talk about the incident, she's told, oh, sorry, can't prosecute. Might have happened, yeah. but there's nothing we can do about it. You know, but I mean, she that's, can go to it, civil court and sue, which is absolutely. a lot easier than going to criminal court. And I don't understand why the women are saying, "Sure, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna try to get try a case again." Me myself, if that happened to me, and I know this woman was uh, was prosecuted, was not prosecuted, was um, interrogated or questioned deeply, and she's already yeah raising her hand. Yeah, I'll go, I'll do it again. I'd be like, "Look, I can't." No do it way. Again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll go to civil mm-hmm. court, get some damages and get me some help, and move on with the business of living. And, you well, know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he did it or he didn't do it, but I could never go through all that media, all on your face all over the place, people thinking you're lying, people thinking you're telling the truth. Um, he, mm-hmm. he Now he said he's going to be going out doing town hall meetings, talking about rape and all this. I mean, it's getting to be a circus. I would not want to be yes. a part of that. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's endless, and you have, you have, you have. This you don't walk away with a win-win situation in anything like this. You know, you just don't. Again, I, I think about the woman, all the drama she has gone through, even when the act is happening. Okay, all the drama that she goes through, and then. For the woman to then say, "Well, I'm going to take it to court," you know, de- dealing with, uh, it, you would you possibly would be able to press charges and win if uh, there is enough evidence or whatnot. I still think that, in, in in on a large scale, we still are not too far from the Stone Age, where you know the biblical days when a woman. Um, is caught with uh, a, a committing adultery. That she's stoned. She's stoned to death. What happens to the man? So in this case too, when the woman does come forth, not only does she have to deal with the 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 the, uh, the, the media. Well, let's break it down with the with men and their Google eyes and whatever for that person, and them saying that it's her fault. She also has to, uh, that woman also quite often has to deal with her with with other females who are saying it's your fault. So I just don't believe that in in a case like this, you regardless, you don't ever walk away with a win win. No, you're not. You're not. And it was surprising to me that they said there's over sixty women. So. Um, mm-hmm. That have come mm-hmm. forward. I mean, he was a busy man then. Uh, um, <laughs> um, very busy. How do you feel or about a that? Bunch of, uh, or a bunch of busy women lying. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that, sir? Um, 
50 women? How do I feel about it? Over 60. Well, 60. First of all, I'd look at the number of women making the allegation, right? Mm -hmm. And the circumstances in virtually all those cases being very, very similar, right? The method of operation. You take the pill, you become dizzy, you can't control your your body movements, whatever, and, and just based on the vast number, you tend to want to give credibility. You don't think that 50 women would sit down and conspire against a person. However, there was another person, only he was from Wisconsin, I can't remember his name. He played for the Green Bay Packers, who mm-hmm. used a similar method. Are you familiar with the case? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It was a Green was a Green Bay Packer, and I wish I could remember his name. I think he was a tight end, and he went around the country during the games, playing games, and he drugged women also and had sex with them. Wow. His name's on the tip of my tongue. He's now in prison, and I think he's tried in four or five different states. Real, I don't want to say the wrong name, and then, you know, have somebody attribute that to a person who didn't do it, but he was a... Well, well-known Green Bay Packer, and this has happened within the last oh, two, three years. Mm. And I want to mm. say his last name started with an S. I want to say, but I don't want to say an incorrect name. But, I mean, he was recently on television getting sentenced in one of the rape cases. All right? Wow. Very well, very well-known athlete, good-looking guy, the whole nine. But his method was the same as Cosby's method or Led's mm-hmm. method. Um, mm-hmm. So you you look and you say, well, they're famous. They don't have to do this, right? Uh, I was just thinking to, that. You don't, they do it for you freely. Well, you, then Somewhat. you look at Donald Trump. You, then you look at Donald Trump, right, and his remarks on the bus. When you're famous, you can do anything you want to do. And women just allow And get away with it. Yep, and get away with it. So being famous, because what is, what is rape really all about? My understanding is it's all about control. It's all about power. Okay? It's not about the act of sex itself. It's I dominate the situation and I control the situation and I have the power mm-hmm. and you're powerless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so more so than being a sexually gratifying act, it's an act to exert power and control over another being. And okay. some men get off on that. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you having yeah. that having that kind of power over somebody that, you know, I was talking to somebody about that the other night. That may be some, a new form of sex. I like to have sex with people that are not responsive. What would mm-hmm. we call them? What kind of sex is that? I was telling mm-hmm. a friend that seems like, uh, what is it, nephrodite? Uh, I forgot the, that. Were you like that sex with, with dead people? I was yeah. telling a friend of mine, oh, they were I laughing. That. And mm-hmm. um, some people do, and that's it. And, and that's what remind me of a lifeless person that you're having sex with. Who would want mm-hmm. that? But then still, but still, that's that's still control. That's still control. 
That's the ultimate control. That's still control. That's still control. You know, I want to just I, I'm, I'm coughing because I had something went down the wrong way. I was talking here, and I'm trying not to I, cough. I, I just so that 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 I I I don't know what's going to happen with that um, uh, case. But he, like I said, he's going he's going to be going around from from city to city talking about um, women protecting themselves against rape. I'm talking about Bill Cosby. <clears throat> Excuse well, me, that's what, what he was you, talking about. What what? Size do you expect his audience to be? I think I that it's going to be, be big. A lot of people still want to meet meet uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, whatever. Remember what? I don't know if anybody remembers when he had yeah. been here. And he I was remember. talking about yeah, but you know what? This, 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 yeah, but the stench to his 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 personality, his character, is there. And I I, I have a strong feel. Unfortunately. I have a strong feeling that that's going to put uh, a stench in his his uh, uh, future career. I would not want to, to to if I was in his in his situation. I would just let it. I would take it to court. I'd win, you know, approve whatever, and I would just let it go. I don't think I would continue with that. Well, he's not going to have much of a choice. I mean, he had a comeback. Uh, planned for his career, and he just got dropped all over everywhere mm-hmm. as the allegations continued to mount. And that's why I asked mm-hmm. if he spoke, especially on such a sensitive topic, who would actually come? Mm-hmm. Men aren't going to come, and women were the victims. So I don't think that anybody would give him the platform to try Mm-mm. and redeem himself, you know Mm-mm. what I mean? I'm I don't a man think so now. either. And, and so I think that what he's saying um, doesn't really hold water because Mm-mm. if he came to Milwaukee and said, I'm going to do a anti-rape seminar, I think he'd be Mm-mm. in the room by himself. Yeah. I think he'd but, be in the room yeah. by some himself. Of, some of the victims, when they first came out, were telling these um horrendous stories and most of them that did tell these stories wanted something they wanted them to look at their script they wanted them him to to put them in a movie they 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 all wanted sure something. they all yeah. Want, it yeah. wasn't yeah. Like well, then you, were, you you know if, if he told me you, to come up gonna... to, his, to his hotel room i'm not coming up oh. to your hotel room we can talk some business down in the lobby so these women yep. were coming willingly because they wanted something, and some of the women were having affairs with him. It just wasn't a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was an ongoing meeting with this man, and um, mm-hmm. and and uh, the sex at that point, I assume, became sensual because they were saying I had an affair with him. I was, I knew, I've been with him for two years. I I, been, I did this for this, you know. And so then they said, but I was raped. Now, how many people are going to believe that? Go ahead, Dr. Doctor. Well, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, you still have been to prove that something, that, that this person crossed the line with you. You still have to prove, you know, that you, this person forced themselves upon you. Or this person forced himself upon you, or use just use the word rape. I have a problem. I have a uh, problem with using that word. Um, 
in this case, you still have a person who is in this position, and then you have the women. To me, this is all so much of a circus because then you still have the women, um, majority of them had had a relationship with him. Uh, and then my my biggest problem here is that they waited so long to come forth. But then, again, like what we were talking about earlier, I'm wondering, too, that even as I'm analyzing myself as I'm speaking, am I doing the same thing that maybe perhaps uh, a male would say, well, what did you do? What did you do to have this person do what they did? But in this case, you have you have majority of the women consenting to even come up to his uh, to his apartment, and yes. then you wait until forty and fifty years later to even bring it forth. Well, here, I just have a problem with that. Well, it was rumored that this, he was doing this for years. It was just a running joke with some of the men that he was doing this activity of drugging them or whatever. But I guess these were women mm-hmm. that, like, again, were coming to him, uh, uh, wanting him to make them famous. You know, and, and Hollywood mm-hmm. or Los Angeles is a much different place than Milwaukee. And I was telling you that, Doctor, mm-hmm. at one time. Sure. It's a different place. Yeah. Okay, people will do yeah. anything to yeah. be famous there. I mean, just mm-hmm. about anything. Uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and then even now, to hear you say, even to hear you say that it was a this is a running joke among mm-hmm. some of the men. This is nothing to joke about. No, it's not. I'm just saying that you know he probably was. These mm-hmm. women are coming to me and they want me to do A, B, and C for them, and but they're gonna have to put mm-hmm. it just. That's a different place. That's a that's just a different mm-hmm. place than than that. And and you want fame and success and money so badly. Some of them are willing to do mm-hmm. anything, you know. But I believe can some I, of them. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. Can I jump in? Yeah, uh, go ahead. First of all, we understand that power is an aphrodisiac, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you see. 60, 70-year-old men in red convertibles driving down the street with 18, 19-year-old women in the car, right? Because mm. power is an aphrodisiac. So people with power, women are drawn to, right? Now, you, asked, you started the show off by asking a question, which I think okay. in the course of the show you've answered. You say, why is there a credibility issue? When a woman says that a man had sex with her without her consent, as the conversation evolves, you now start to say, well, wait a minute now. That's his ex, and they were having sex. And so now you begin to question the validity of what the woman is saying, right? Right. I think you're you're starting now to answer that question as to why is it so difficult for a woman to prove that she was raped by a person, right? Because the broader Mm -hmm. society, as the details come into play, the broader society starts to question the validity of her statements based on previous interactions between these two, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. essentially what you're saying is once a woman has a relationship with you, 
you can essentially have sex with her, with or without her consent, right, for the rest of her life. Because all you have to do is bring up, well, that's my ex-girlfriend. And there gets to be right. credibility. Yeah, yeah, you could. I guess on, unless she was. On, so we think of, we think of, we now, think of rape as being this. Uh, well, we think now, of rape as a man coming in and and having intercourse. A lot of times during rape, women are beat pretty bad. Not only yeah. are they yeah. that was the other thing I was going to bring up. They're mm-hmm. beat up. It's not like he's coming in and this mm-hmm. passionate sex and taking it and all like they do in the movies. You know, we used to see the man just mm-hmm. grab the woman. You know you want it. And then mm-hmm. they would do their thing. And the woman was like, oh, he's so wonderful. I mean, some of these men, I mean, mm-hmm. the women that are being raped are also beat up pretty badly. They get off from the mm-hmm. violence, the violence of the act and also perpetrating violence upon the women. Mm-hmm. Getting beat mm-hmm. up, beat to a pulp, or even killing mm-hmm. them, you know, is involved in that. We think it, with that situation, how do, how do you guys feel about that? Well, then you I know what? That. When you when when you're saying when you're saying that um, often in 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 cases where the woman has been raped, you know, you will also see the the, the evidence, the physical evidence. But you know what? Not, what comes not, to my not, mind? I'm, not necessarily. You have sometimes. Um, some, I mean, you do have that. You do the, when the woman, if the woman claims that she's been raped, the first thing that she, if she's gonna uh, uh, take it, to, uh, you know, report it. Okay, she has to be examined. Back. You're gonna have. You're gonna see the physical signs of where how she's been. Uh, 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 physically abused. Now I know well, in some cases no. I know in some t- cases it won't be that evident, but in a lot of cases it, it is. Okay. All I want to say is this. As human beings, as society, we evolve. And today we've evolved to a place where sometimes, and there's been articles and uh, stories in the newspaper, uh, some places we've evolved to strangulation during sex. Mm. Yes, I've heard a lot mm-hmm. about that lately. Right? And so yes. just because a woman comes to you and she's got choke marks around her neck and she says, he raped me, well, mm-hmm. his, retort, his retort is we do strangulation sex, right? Because <laughs> I've, I've heard, heard that, that before. I've heard that argument in some recent cases. There was one mm-hmm. where a guy... I busted over here on the east side. Guess his daddy was a big shot, and he had a whole bunch of money. And the woman came up missing, and they couldn't find the woman. And they knew she was seen with him the last time she was seen. So they got some excuse, and they went in with a search warrant, and they found ch- child pornography. Right? Mm, yeah, and I know so they sentenced about. the guy. Right. They sentenced him based on the por- pornography because they couldn't prove that he had killed her. Right, so he testified mm-hmm. that they engaged they engaged in strangulation sex, and that was her thing. So while they were having sex, he strangled, right? But that was mm-hmm. an agreement because that was the way they they had sex. There are other cases out there like that, and so I think from a prosecutorial standpoint, you have to look and say, 
just because there are bruises or choke marks, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were not agreed to. In other words, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fine. If you choke me at the point of orgasm, it just intensifies the orgasm. That's the claim. Um, So, yeah, that's what I want you to do to me. But then when you walk in the DA's office and you got strangulation lines around your neck, um, which way do I go? Because he's saying this is all a part of how you two have sex with one another, right? Right. I'm going to have to go in a second, but I want to say this. When it comes to prosecuting anyone for any crime, the burden of proof, is on that person who's alleging that this act took place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't assume that because you say it, it is true. You must prove it. Mm -hmm. Now, I watched a a film that was very educational for me, and it was The Rookie with uh, Denzel Washington, right? I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. saw the movie or not. But Denzel was telling the rookie who he was training, and, and I think it's very true. He said, it's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Oh, okay. You got that right. I remember Are you that. a lawyer? I remember that. Are you a lawyer? No, but I've, no, but I've worked with You sound like one, huh? You sound like a lawyer. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the reality. I think he is a lawyer. <laughs> no, I'm not. He brought up some really good points. It's always good to get the male's perspective, but it it's is. also good and to I'm get so both. It's, good. it's important to get both. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. I enjoyed yeah. the conversation, but I do have to go to work. Um, <laughs> good luck, doctor. I know you will do an outstanding job. And well, uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Attorney. You, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys the best of luck with the discussion, and I'll tune in another time. All right. Thank All you right, so thanks. much. You have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah. awesome, yeah. doctor. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is um, yeah. it's always loud. good to get I'm another in. perspective. I'm proud. And um, mm-hmm. I'm your host, Wanda Williams. We had this deep conversation about um, uh, why it's so hard to prove that a woman has been raped. We came up with so many different scenarios and so many different things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the, oh, he was right. I'm so glad that a man did call. I mean, most men would be yeah. scared to death to call. That we was going to go right for his <laughs> neck, but he uh, he brought up some fantastic yeah, points. Yeah, especially with his two women talking. <laughs> exactly. You know, he shall call. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love when men call and give their opinion. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Doctor, you are yes. an awesome person. And um, we have like uh, so are 12 you. minutes So left. are you, Miss Wanda. Oh, Will thank you? you. But I want everybody to know how awesome you are. And uh, give me a little bit about your background. Uh, you've been in Milwaukee for so long, but you're going to have to kind of condense it into about 10 minutes and all the things you've done all your life. But you think you can handle that? Yeah, but how, how many minutes did you give me? <laughs> I'm giving you ten, about 10 minutes. So uh, can Ooh, you, condi- your okay. whole, you I don't think you can fit your whole life in a 10 minutes. I don't think you can. <laughs> But anyway, I um, am am a retired teacher. I Mm -hmm. taught at uh, Bell Middle School, Riverside High School, and then also I retired from uh, Rufus King High School. Uh, Mm -hmm. I got my doctorate in uh, uh, curriculum instruction from the University of Sarasota. 
I mm-hmm. say that. I the first thing when people ask me who I, who am I, I say I am doctor, and I say that because I want children to look at me and say, "Hey, she can do it. I can do it." And that is one of the reasons why I'm so proud to say that I'm a doctor. And I did not get my doctor's degree for me. I got it for uh, people. I got it mostly for my mother, and then I got it to help people. Okay, uh, okay. I'm also an author, and majority of the books that I have written are all on uh, books to help heal uh, the community. So majority of my books are on um, African-American males, and the first book that I wrote, too, was uh, on a prevention book for child abuse and neglect. Uh, okay. My recent book is called Asante Shana, Thank You, Father Gruppy. And that leads into I was uh, uh, a grade school, 10th grade school at St. Boniface. Uh, Father Gruppy was my catechism teacher. And that's how I really got involved in the civil rights movement. I'm still involved in the civil rights movement. We are celebrating our 50th anniversary. And we're looking at um, celebrating and doing positive things to motivate uh, the community um, for uh, 200 nights. And that's equivalent to the 200 nights that we marched for open housing Okay. in the city of Milwaukee. Okay. So how did I do, Rhonda? Is that okay? You're doing good. You got you got you got some t- you got ten minutes left. I also want to mention something Ooh. too. Your clairvoyance. You you're you're clairvoyant. People call you yes. and yes. they get in contact with you and you you do readings. Tell you you read me when we first met. Yes. So uh yes, you I do did. readings and uh, and I'm yes. I, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Doctor. I really didn't believe in that type of thing. I'm was very skeptical. But if you look into this beautiful woman's eyes and she start giving you details about things that has happened, you go, wow, you're right. So you do a good job. You, you do a good Thank job. You. So Thank you. Thank you. I, when I God gave that clairvoyant. gift to me, mm-hmm, when God gave that gift to me, I knew I had it. Yeah, I knew I had it when I was very, very young, and mostly it would come to me in dreams or I would pass people and I would just, Man, I, I, I could feel where they were uh, yesterday and why they're here and, and also pick up on uh, what God has in store for them for the future. Um, and I asked God to let that for me, I accept um, to help people. And believe me, that was one of the gifts that I used to teach students, uh, te- to teach my students in my students today are still in contact with me. Um, I had a lot of spiritual experiences with them. Um, matter of fact, I was blessed. There's nothing like being a teacher than, than, than to see your students, then become parents, graduate from college, of course, become parents, um, and they're actively involved in the community doing positive things. And one of my students just approached me, uh, last September and asked me if I wanted to come to Spain because her and her husband are living in Spain with their three kids. And I was just like, what? Oh, of course. 
I went, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. The food, the atmosphere, the just go shopping. It was wonderful. And the price of living there. So now um, my husband and I are planning to move to Spain. And uh, I only plan to come back to visit. I do have a son here. And you say that you're going to come back and visit. You're going to get all about us once you're here. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. Thank God for for technology. I'm not going to forget you, Wanda. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank God for technology. I'll, I'll be coming back to visit. But yeah, but I can always like when uh, I, first, I can always do a show. You can oh, always oh, come oh, and visit me. Spain too. As long as you got a phone, I can mm-hmm. do the show. We do the show in Spain. Yes, yes. yes. That is. I, yes. I mean, I hate to see you go, but I'm glad that you're going to go because you're. I think this is going to make you very happy. And I'm. I'm. Really, I'm being clairvoyant mm. right now. This is going to make you feel so good, and your health I is going to get better, and um, mm-hmm. you're going to be living this exciting life in Spain. Okay, that's my mm. clipboard. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> you wear the most beautiful. I mean, every time we go out, somebody always says something about your clothing. You wear, is it? Can you say African clothing or what? Or what would you call? Yes, it? yes, the African clothes. The African clothes. So and how did you get I come from with a, that? I come from a line of seamless. My mother sewed. My my her mother sewed. And my mother started teach, teaching us how to stitch uh, when we were very, very, very little. And I prefer not to use a sewing machine. I love, for me, it's just therapy. I love to sit down in front of the TV, you know, or listening just to music, jazz, and I, I, I will do so-and-so and so. Hold up, doctor. I love sewing doctor. on my hands. Doctor. Doctor. Mm-hmm. You mean to yeah. tell me all them beautiful gowns and outfits that not I saw? them. Not you all of them. Use a sewing machine. No, a majority of them I made on my hands. Yes, I did. Are you and serious? And the ideas would come to me in my dreams, and I would just jump up. Oh my God! I can do that. I can do that, and I would design it. Put cowrie shells you on it. Outfits. Yes. You make, make my own jewelry. Yes. <laughs> you make outfits in one day. I can make an outfit. In two hours, my husband will tell you. And I'll put it on and he'll go like, oh, my God. (laughs) I would say, oh, that's the things I saw. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, and then what about my hats, my my galas? I can make my galas in less than than 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You gave me the most beautiful doll with this African outfit on. <laughs> and I thought Those you are my in the sister dolls. I love making my. I, I will take stress. the black do- Barbie dolls. I'll take the black yes. Barbie dolls. And I and I like to recycle them. So I was going yes. to the Goodwill to get black Barbie dolls. And I would take them and I would bathe them and I would wash, shampoo their hair. I would uh, oil them down with uh, frankincense, pray over them. And then I would just get African. Uh, print material that I had around the house, and I'd make their dresses, their boobas, I'd make their galas, and then I would put that uh, African design uh, print, Egyptian print, uh, 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 Egypt is Africa, put the print all over their their hands and stuff, oh, and they're on their feet. Oh, Lord, I love them. And I love, I've, my dolls have been such hot items, but I love giving a doll to very special people, and you're one of them, and that's why I wanted you to give you a doll. One. To me, it's like you know, giving you a little piece of me. 
You, you did. Do you know where that doll is right now? Where? <laughs> Sitting next to me, actually. I'm serious. It's not that big, but it's, it's got its little, it's on my little, uh, uh, by my TV, and it's just sitting there, oh. and I look at it all the time. It's got his little little seat yeah. there, and uh, yeah. in the living room, and I uh, mm-hmm. I I look at it all the time, and it's just like my friend, because you know I I, I talked I talk to her, and uh, I, you know yeah. and her together. I have a lot of African yeah. art, and it's mainly women. So you know I just talk to women mm-hmm. in my you know in my little place, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to women mm-hmm. constantly all the time. But uh, mm-hmm. you are really. Mm-hmm really an artist and and oh, not you, only Wanda. an artist but you also are an activist tell me about that because you, you mm. touched on it a little bit but touch on your history you got three minutes well okay um i said it earlier that i attend saint Boniface uh grade school which was on 11th and clock next door to north division which is totally torn down but Father Gruppy was a uh, was our uh, catechism teacher, and he was very much involved in the civil rights movement. And he had just came back from Birmingham, Alabama, and he was telling us about uh, uh, sitting on the counters and um, because there was segregation in the South, blacks could only go here and whites could go there. And my mother's from Arkansas, so. Little Rock, I mean Pine Bluff, and she had Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and she had told me a lot about that. So I just raised my hand when he said, "Is there anyone?" And I was only in fourth grade. Is there anyone here who would want to come and join the fight? Who would fight for justice? I almost jumped out of that chair, and I became the chairperson of education at the age of twelve. Um, wow! I led all the songs in Milwaukee for the Freedom Songs. You know, I. The, that was back in the 60s, and I, I still have lifelong friends, some still alive today. We talk on a regular basis, and that's part of, of celebrating now the 50th anniversary, 50 years of, wow. of, Has of it been marching that long? and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was out Just there with it. Father Grappi when I was a little girl with my mom. My mom took me and my really? sister on the bus to march. And oh, people were, goodness. like, mad at my mom for taking us because she, they said, that you, you're taking your little girls, and it's so dangerous, you know, because well, you could get hit with a brick. Yeah, it you was dangerous. You could get dangerous. hit with a brick at any time. And, yeah, um, when we went across the 16-block uh bridge, and that's what kind of separated uh, us, the blacks, from the, uh, the blacks and the whites. The, the whites lived on the south side, the blacks lived on the mm-hmm. north side. Very segregated mm-hmm. uh, city in Milwaukee. Still is in certain parts, but um, mm-hmm. when we went across that bridge, honey, I and we were all holding hands and singing freedom songs. That was the most scariest, one of the most scariest moments in my life. And there were black, white people standing on top of mostly males standing on top of cars at the park, park, uh, park parking lot, uh, a dealership. And they were calling us niggers and go home and go back to Africa and nigger lovers and just throwing bricks and rocks and glass. I still have a scar on my leg that I got just from walking across the bridge. And at that particular time, I was just uh, probably 13, 14 years old. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, doctor, yeah. you know I'm doing a video on your life. We're gonna do. I'm mm-hmm. producing it, I'm filming it, and I'm editing it. And you're going to be leaving soon. I'll be at your party. 
I want to say thank you so much for being my guest. You were fabulous. Oh, and I want to thank the young man for it was an awesome show. Everybody just, it was mm. wonderful. And thank you for listening mm-hmm. to Say Loud, I'm a Woman, I'm Proud. Thank and I'll you, see you for next inviting week. me. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, okay, we're done. Oh, that was an awesome show. Are you off now? Yes. <laughs> off air? That was an awesome show. Tell me, tell me we're off air now. We are off the air. I can tell you who that was that called. I told him to call. <laughs> who was that? Prentice. That was Prentice. Yeah. He's smart, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> I was going to tell Fred to call. I knew who to tell. Prentice is very, very smart. He's got like two masters. He's very modest, too. But he's all I, I he was a lawyer, his name. He's was... all over the Internet. All He's... He's up there with Father Gruffy, and a lot of the footage that you see, you always see him standing next to Father Gruffy, and he was like 18, 19 years old. And I'll oh, tell you wow. something. I wow. had he such was... a crush on Prentice when I was a little girl. I had such a crush, crush on him. When I turned 16, my mother had agreed. Now, when I turned 16, he was already like 20. My mother, uh, he asked my mother if he could take me out to dinner on my 16th birthday. And my mother approved. Of course, she had a whole list of things, but she approved. And uh, we were going to double date. My cousin was going to go with his best friend, so we all got to get. And then Prentice stood me up. Wow, I was devastated, girl. Yeah, what had happened was something had happened. Uh, I don't know what it was. Something happened. He couldn't come. And what he did is he sent his best friend to my house and gave me two dozens of red roses. A first rose, a set of roses, roses I got when I was 16 years old. Never will forget it. <laughs> Why didn't you marry him? Huh? Why didn't you marry him? Oh, because, um, you know, he was so much older than me. And um, he never even, ever, he, you know what? He never, he never even kissed me or anything. I was just, that just turned sixteen. Just turned sixteen. Okay, you're sixteen. And my whole life was ahead of me, you know. And then I wasn't ready. I wasn't, girl. Please, you know. I, he was already dating and going out and with women and stuff. And then he was already in college, you know. Yeah, I had a crush on him, child. <laughs> Some people call. So to me, and- it's a, it's, it's a miracle for us to come back in each other's lives and be so involved in what we're doing now. And, again, like I told you when I was clairvoyant, I knew then, I knew then. I I looked at him and I said to myself, I know that he will be in my life at a later time and we are going to do some magnificent work together. I knew he wasn't going to be my husband. Is he married now? I admire him, girl. Huh? Is he married now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, you may have not seen her. She was down there at Savoy's, and her name is Diane. Her Diane, she respects me a lot. We always talk. I always give her a hug. She's a uh, wow. um, a white woman too. She's really nice. They live there oh, in, that, in the uh, Savoy's. They live upstairs. He's married to her. She's white. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 
But it's just something that him and I, we just, he didn't call me already today, at least four or five times today, because we're all excited about what we're doing. So we're strategizing and stuff, and then we're going to meet with the newspaper. Um, He's going to have the newspaper guy call me, because the days on on Tuesdays, they have uh, uh, chicken uh, chicken wings there. Girl, you got to go down there one day with me. Chicken wings? I'm telling you, Wanda. Wanda. Yeah, what? Wanda, they're the best chicken wings I've ever had in my life. Didn't we have they chicken did. wings that day? Shit. Nope. We had, we had baked chicken. Oh, we yeah. We had baked chicken, oh, corn on the cob, salad. Oh, yeah. But yeah, was um, it was really good. A couple times when we had glad. meetings down there on the Tuesday, uh, Prentice had, had uh, chicken wings, and then they had... Um, they had he. I didn't even know he knew how to cook. He had cooked some greens with turkey necks, but you didn't even see the turkey necks. It was just you just the flavor of it in there and and fried uh, corn fried flat flat cornbread. I got to yeah, go. walking through the door. So if I, if I still talk, it's okay. I wanted to uh, see John's cousin. John's cousin John came Kirk. over to pick up a. a so let me step out here so I can say hi. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll talk to you later. I'll see you in You are pretty. Look at you. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, I can see the dirty. Look at that. <laughs> but she's on your she's on your mother's side. And I love his mother. She's pretty. Yeah, I had to step out Doctor. here. Yeah, then my husband. Doctor. I'm still talking to one. I gotta I gotta upload this show. Uh, go visit with your people. You got to what? I got to upload the show so I can get it out there. It's on the Internet. Oh. It'll be on the Internet. You can you can okay. listen to it. That was I'll fun, send you the I like that. <laughs> I'll, you'll be able to hear yourself. You did good. You yeah. did very, very well. Yes. It was a great show. Yeah, I did good for a person who loved to talk. I had, it had to be quiet so everybody else could talk. <laughs> you did good. That's why I said you I did like good. that. You know, when I told him <laughs> to call in, he was, like, all excited. He said, but... But how how would I how would I hear the program? I said, "This is called Internet Cafe, a calf." I said, "Man, with technology today, you can do some of everything." I said, "So yep. she's at she has her own office in her own home. She has her own." He was just so proud of you. So mm-hmm. I was glad that we came the other the other way, the door around for him to meet you, with no Fred involved. Thank I'm you. Get you. I appreciate that. Shit. But then sometimes people like that <laughs> learn to love me for some reason. I don't know why. People like that, oh, I was wrong. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll make sure you get the link. But I got to upload it and, okay, and I'll put the link on your. You did so awesome. Um, I'll put Aww. the link on your page. And don't tell me you didn't don't get the link because I'm going to put it on your page. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get the link. If you put it on my page, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. You say, I, don't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, you know, it's so funny. Even when you called me, I mean, when we were talking last time and you said, I called you and left you the longest message. I'm I like, did. Well, I didn't even hear the phone. I didn't even hear the phone ring. But, you know, I have to think. I'm not used to the phone ring. I may have had the phone in or on my bed back here mm-hmm. in the living room so it could have rung. And then with my fast-moving self, 
I probably, when I turned it on, didn't look to see that I had a phone message. So guess when I heard the message? When? A couple Today? of days ago, I sat down and I played it. Nope. I told you. Yesterday. I told you I called you. I called you before you called me. This girl did call me. Look, she's got this long message. That's what I said. I just, I, found out how to, to... I just found out how to play my messages back. There you go. I said, I called you. <laughs> but you didn't. I, I called you before you called me. I guess yeah. that's you being well, clairvoyant. Well, no, I swear to God, girl, you got a good thing going on here. No. Oh, it's all right. Do right. you know you'll be able to talk to me when I'm in Spain, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> long as you got, long as you call yeah. that number, you can. So can. Yep. As long as you got the number, sure you can call can. in anywhere around the world. But this is an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome uh, podcast, and I'm really going to push it because it's a very okay. uh, good subject, and it was great that we had a guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but I want nice? to tell you, I want to tell you something. People called in, but they called in anonymously. Ah. Okay. And I let some of them listen, and I thought I heard some noise, so I cut them off. People called anonymously, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking yes. that these was men that have done some things they ain't got no business doing. Could be. I'm serious. But, They're honey, that's a hot topic. And to mm-hmm. have all three of us talking, yeah. and that's, uh, the, yeah. I think the icing on the cake, like you can have you can have two women who can stir up a conversation, but mm-hmm. if it's uh, a female-related, and then you get a man calling in, Mm-hmm. Whew, that's it was awesome, awesome, girl. It was awesome. And I just thought I could do that because he was talking to me before you called. Mm-hmm. So I called him back and I gave him a number and I told him, I said, I'm going to be on from 45. I said, you call. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's starting to, now I'm starting to learn the technology and I'm starting to, because mm-hmm. this is all new to me. You know, I'm not a technical person. So the by winter time. By winter, I should be. I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. Okay. Uh huh. I'll uh-huh. be there. I'll be there. So I'll okay. let you go. I'm going to load it down, and then I'm going to send you the link. Okay. Okay. All right, huh? All right, then I'll, I'll talk, talk to, you to you later then, okay? Thank right. you so much. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye.